0: The Daily Gazette Company presents Full Court Press Row, a comprehensive look at the Siena and UAlbany men's and women's basketball programs. And now, here are your hosts, Michael Kelly, Adam Schinder, and Will Springstead. It was an eventful week on the local college basketball scene with plenty of action on the court and some often difficult news off of it. Let's get started with this.
1: What was your biggest takeaway from the last? Yeah, for me, it's everything to do with that Siena men's basketball program and kind of what's happened for them away from the court um, with kind of back-to-back tragedies for the program that they've had to deal with, with the death of, of John Bear, the, the father of forward Michael Bear, a couple hours before they played on Sunday. Um, and then the next day, you know, you know, really hard news with the, the passing of, of Evan uh, Franz, who's uh, you know been an honorary team member for Siena for about a year and a half uh, local teenager who had cancer um, you know so just really hard times right now um, off the court for this program that's been you know in first place at the top of the Mac has a huge game coming up this Friday with Iona. Um, you know, and is navigating some some real world situations as they as they get ready for that for that big game.
0: Yeah, you really do uh, when you look at that team. Wonder how they manage to to keep things together uh, with with everything off the court, everything on the court, and and the boatload of injuries that that team is going through right now. Is seems like from game to game, they've rarely known which five they're going to be
2: starting out up there. And I had asked uh, Coach Masarello at practice the other day. How do you separate the emotion from the X's and O's going into this big game with Iona? And he said, keep the emotion out of it. But at other questions, he acknowledges the emotion's there. You you have to have emotion on such a difficult week, and it's and it's going to be there. So I think they know they have to find a fine line.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's because there is kind of partially some coach speak there, right? That, yeah, we have to separate it once we get on the court. Um, you know, I was at that game Sunday where they played. I mean, you know, a couple hours after they all found out about Michael Bear's father. Obviously, Michael knew before that. Um, you could tell right away the vibe around the team was, was different. Um, it was, you know, it was. They went to work that day. They didn't go to play a game. Um, you could tell there wasn't that joy there. Um, and I'm really interested to see what they look like Friday night, where there's going to be this atmosphere at MVP Arena. That's you know it'll be uh, it'll be electric with Iona in the building as it as it is kind of every year, especially uh, now that they have a certain coach on their sideline. Um, and you know the fact they'll be doing that against kind of this backdrop of what this this week started off for them. Um, you know I'm, I'm fascinated to see if they can kind of channel that emotion, that electricity that night. Um, or if this is another going-to-work type game for this team. It's going to be an absolutely fascinating
0: thing to see uh, Friday night. We'll get to that game a little bit later. Will, any other major takeaways from this last week that was?
2: I think uh, another major takeaway is uh, we'll stay at Siena for the women. Um, An unbelievable uh, script that you wouldn't write in Hollywood about beating uh, Fairfield for the second time with Five players uh, by the time the game is over hey they
1: started it with six, six 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 is <laughs> was and enough then,
2: <laughs> and then the next day boom your head coach is is coming back after the wonderful job that acting head coach terry prim did so it was a lot to process i'm sure for the women and they turned around and lost a close one but now they've had some time uh back with coach jabber and um Let's see how they do because they've certainly gone above and beyond the expectations. Yeah, I was there uh,
0: Friday Friday afternoon when when Jim Jaber spoke for the first time after uh, coming back after the three week school uh, investigation into uh, some inappropriate comments he made to players uh, back in September. Uh, it's interesting to, to know he was he, he took took a very uh, apologetic uh, tone. You know, made the you know made the point that you know as a as a sixty you know, year old white man. You know, he's probably reached the point where he has to, he's certainly reached the point where he has to uh, be a little more sensitive in, in the words that that he does say uh, and understanding how th- people take different things differently. It's hard to, you know, know in total context, you know, what that situation will be like. Sienna said uh, they're going to do four or five different things that they didn't really specify uh, to, to uh, you know, I guess, improve, to continue to improve a culture. But you cannot take away... You know, what Terry Prim did and what the the players did during that time they're right in the hunt for a Mac title uh, at this point Had a real tough loss to to a very good Iona team uh, Saturday afternoon and this is a team that kind of you know pretty much all freshmen and sophomores and you know we, we've wanted to at many points this season you know do they do they know their own potential do they know their own limitations yet and at this point it doesn't seem like they do
1: no and I think um you know, I'm really interested to see what happens with this team coming up here because, you know, whether or not it's fair to judge, the team, you know, didn't really lose any games when Terry Prim was the coach. They were doing well before that when Jim Jaber was was serving as the coach. Um, he comes back, they lose right away. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to necessarily read anything into that. Um, but I think there is also some pressure there where, They played really well with this other coach who wasn't under investigation for, you know, essentially mistreatment of players. Um, You know, their investigation, you know, determined that he could continue as coach. Um, But I'm interested to see what happens in the rest of the year because they, I mean, they've had a good vibe around them. Even before, I mean, theoretically, they had a good vibe with them, you know, when Jim Jaber was coaching them and we did not know that there was any behind-the-scenes issues. Um, But I'm interested to see how this plays out moving forward now that there's been some stuff in public. Um, because you mentioned too, this is a young team. Um, how do they react to kind of some of that attention, uh, both for being a winning team and also for having some controversy around them. And speaking
0: of off the court issues and, and controversy, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, with a look at you, Albany, where the, uh, Dwayne Killings legal drama continued this past week as, uh, Charges were filed. He was arraigned, pleaded not guilty to assault charges uh, in Kentucky on Monday morning uh, in response to the uh, the Luke Fizlich case that happened uh, November 2021. Uh, Dwayne Killings, you know, on, on Wednesday or on Tuesday, I Aaron mean, said, you know, I echoed the same thing he did uh, when he spoke the day after the lawsuit uh, by Luke Fizzlich was filed, which is that uh, he was not going to let this be a distraction for this team. But this is a struggling. You, Albany team, and it's obviously hard to know uh, how this is affecting this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I tend to come down on the side of that. I I don't think it's a distraction for them because, you know, it's not like the kids, you know, the players on the team have to deal with it on a day to day basis. The coach has to deal with it. Um, You know, I think Dwayne Killings, you know, as a professional, can, you know, I think he can manage that. It might be somewhat a distraction for him. Um, but I think, I think he's, you know, able to channel that as a guy who's been in this profession for a while, um, you know, both as an assistant and now as a head coach for a couple of years. Uh, you know, I think team wise, I don't know if there is this huge effect. Um, it's a fair question to ask if it's a distraction. Um, I tend to come down on that. It's probably not. Uh, I don't think it's affecting the wins and losses. Um, (laughs) I think that, uh, I think that the record would be what it was regardless of what was going on off the court for this team.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, especially when you consider the the injuries that have piled up for, for this U Albany team. You've played essentially the entire season without Justin Neely, who you'd expect to be their best player. They lost uh, a little for the whole season. Amika has been pretty much gone for the whole season. Uh, Trey Hutchison missed a series of games as of late. We mentioned the Siena women had, you know, six, six players. U uh, Albany had seven for a couple of games in a row and yeah, 6-15 and 15 as, the, as they open the week, and at this point really trying to stay out of that America East basement, and they try and make sure they're in the conference tournament uh, in March.
2: And I would take a little bit different tack than you did, Michael. You better not. Oh, well, I'm going to anyway. Bold, bold step, I know. And I think it might be a distraction in that their whole season has been filled with distractions. We... we allow 90 points to a team we should never allow 90 points to we're injured we're sick we've got crazy travel and we're allowing too many turnovers this game we fix that and then we can't shoot the next game and the only consistency among this team unfortunately has been its inconsistency so I I think it's not a huge deal I agree with you I don't think it would affect wins and losses per se But they've had so many things dumped on them this year that I think at some point a team starts to reflect, oh, gosh, it's another thing. And I wonder if you Albany men are starting to hit a point where one little swerve of a car sends them into a ditch.
1: I kind of wonder with them, though. I don't don't disagree with kind of your point there at the end just about that it's been one thing after another. I feel like they hit that point, though. You know, a month, six weeks ago, where, you know, there is some woe is me around that uh, program uh, just because so much has gone wrong for them.
0: Yeah. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will look at this week's, of ac- this week's college basketball action. the us stick around.
1: All of us love sports. But not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. New York High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for
2: you. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Back talking Capital Region College Basketball with Michael Michael Kelly and Will Sprinset of the Daily Gazette. We are into a big week of local college basketball action. Uh, full disclosure, we're recording this about 20 minutes before uh, the U Albany men tip off on Wednesday night uh, against New Hampshire. The U Albany women playing later tonight also against New Hampshire. But when we look at this week, the big headline is CNI on a Friday night MVP Arena, National TV on ESPNU you first place in the MAC at stake. Will your thoughts?
2: I can't wait. It's 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 going to be a fun game to watch and experience. And I think we spoke earlier about uh, Sienna trying to find the line between emotion and just straight X's and O's and execute a game plan. They're going to need a good game plan, uh, as we've mentioned uh, before. Iona's very athletic, coached by Rick Pitino. You know they they their resume holds up against anyone, and one has to wonder uh, if Siena will have jV McCollum. His back is still bulky and he is officially listed as day to day, but it doesn't sound too promising to be honest yeah
1: i uh, I labeled in my medical journal JV. McCollum as uh, severely questionable the other day and i'm I'm sticking with that. so Siena's going with day to day. I have it as severely questionable. I think the thing that's, um, I mean, there's, you know, it's a first-place showdown game. It's Siena-Iona. There's going to be an environment there. Um, I think the thing that's interesting with the game is that both teams are coming into it not right. Um, they, you know, Siena's lost two of three. Iona's dropped, you know, some games in Mac play that they're not used to dropping, especially since Rick Petino showed up on the sideline. Um, so to some degree, there are they're two, they're two teams who are kind of searching to get right. Um, both really want to win Friday night. Whoever loses is coming out of that with some real soul searching um, before they continue on in MAC play um, because they're going to feel, you know, they're, both teams are entering this game, I think, you know, feeling good in the sense that they're playing for first place. And whoever loses it is coming out of it feeling a lot different about themselves.
0: One, one question I had going into to this game is, which Sienna player is the make or break guy in this game? Because if JV and McCollum is not, that is not there, which there's a good chance he isn't, it feels like this is going to be a very, very important game uh, for Zach Tekken.
1: I mean, so Sienna could go a couple different ways with that. I mean, I, I tend to think that if JV McCollum can't play that, I mean, Tekken will, I mean, he'll have to play more minutes. Mm-hmm. I could see them trying to just kind of go bigger, um, play a more defensive style with more, you know, Jared Billups, more Jace Johnson at the point. If we if we go to kind of that original thought there of who who is the guy, mm-hmm. I think that based off how they've played the last you know ten days or so and how that's gone, that and the matchup with Iona, I think the guy is Jackson Stormo, who was Matt Player of the Week. And then uh, since that, the last couple games, he did not win the award again. He would be the first to tell you that it hasn't gone awesome for him um, over the last, you know, week plus or so. There's, uh, you know, a great matchup with a couple Iona big men uh, Friday night. uh, You know, Nelly Jr. Joseph being, you know, number one on that list. Um, He has to be really good for them Friday night to have a chance. If he's not, uh, it's hard to see a scenario where they're com- where they're competitive, um, even if JV McConnell plays. Quite frankly, but without him, they really need him to be great. I, w- I would say is Michael Ely also a
0: guy who becomes extremely important, especially if this turns into what would be a more open floor up and down game uh, that Iona most likely wants it to be.
2: I think so, and he's certainly shown the the glimpses of. If you want to keep it up and down, he can do that style very well, and I think that would be a key thing. Uh, as we know, any basketball game is a game of runs, and I think you're right in that if J.D. And McCollum is not there, now we maybe go bigger, and now, let's be honest, we maybe go a little slower, um, which, uh, you know, is, is also fine, but I think Ely needs to find... A comfort between okay, now we now we move the pace faster, and now we need to slow it down. Yeah, when I've been looking at this game with the potential of of
0: Noma column, it it really came down to there's a six man there's a there's a six man combination of which five guys are are gonna be on the floor. you know, I think you look at Johnson, Billups, and Stormo as they're gonna be on the floor in pretty much any lineup combination. Uh, the Carmeserola wants to throw out for an extended period, and then it really comes down to which th- which three or four, uh, which two of Ely, Michael Bear, who's going to be go- obviously going through a very tough time, uh, flying right back from from uh, from his father's funeral, and uh, and Andrew playtech and and it depends on how you want to play. If you want to try and play a little more open, if you want to try and go big and maybe be a little more defensively focused.
1: Yeah, and I think we've kind of seen. I mean, th- they. You know, Siena's had experience playing without JV McCollum, just mm-hmm. with kind of how some of this has gone, you know, kind of over the summer. What that meant was Jace Johnson played the point. What that's meant more recently is that Jarrett Billups has played the point. Um, I think, you know, kind of the the point from before that Will was making, you know, the question you're asking, you know, Michael Ely is the kid who off the bench, uh, he's going to play more minutes. He has scoring ability he is going to have to use those extra minutes to score more points because Andrew Playtech can't play more minutes. So, you know, he's going to score 12 to 15 points, um, but he's not going to play more minutes. So if, if he scores 20 points, it just means he had, you know, an awesome game. You know, he, he shot the lights out. He got some extra shots. Ely's the guy who's going to be on the court more the production has to match that he's getting more minutes. Yeah, and it does really feel like the absence, extended absence now,
0: Jordan Or this is a game that it could particularly be felt just as another bigger guy who could be switchable, play on multiple different defensive positions. You know, it's not a guy who's going to go out and score 15, 18 points, but it's definitely an energy guy they could use in a game
1: like this. Kellyer, Gribbon, you know, they're they're kind of missing some of those, those pieces that you know, I think if we were at looking at this a couple of weeks ago, they were luxuries, and as soon as they're taken away, you kind of realize how pivotal they can be, um, and especially in a certain matchup where Iona's got, um, you know, they don't have, you know, a true four, um, but they're, you know, they're they're big though that you need guys to match up with them, um, which at this point now is just Jackson Stormo, Eduardo Lane for Siena. So I mean, they're they are missing some some folks that give them different looks. Let's swing over now to the big women's game of the week. Saturday,
0: uh, up in Maine, first rematch of last year's America East uh, women's championship game is U Albany, undefeated heading into tonight against uh, New Hampshire. Wednesday night goes to Maine. Uh, Will, as we head to this game, uh, we, we talked about it in our in our uh, collective column this week. This is a defining game for this U Albany women's team.
2: It absolutely is. And as much as they have always said the right things about one game at a time, they've known it. Um, and uh, one of the things that we've all heard and printed uh, is uh, Coach Colleen Mullen's thing of you have to be 15 points better on the road. Um, Has she, I mean, she upped it to 15? It was is, 10 last year. Oh, it's no, it's 15. It's, it's up to 15. 15. All right. And I think uh, if we ask her Friday evening, she might up it to 20. Um And I think they have been preparing for it. Um, Their defense has been the carrier this year. Um, And when I have covered a few games where it has fallen off early on, um, she's quick to remind them who they are and what they are, which is ironic because on a team full of scorers, uh, that could have four or five girls, excuse me, women uh, average 15 points a night if they wanted to, what they're best at is defense, and they're going to need it Saturday. Yeah, something that's interesting that that Colleen Mullen mentioned uh, Tuesday uh, when
0: the when the media went uh, drop by practice. Is that it's they're still at a point where it's been less than a month that this whole team, as it's consisted, has actually been playing and practicing. You know, uh, this they're they're getting ready the, the New Hampshire game ends their first trip. The, the New Hampshire game now the main game uh, will end their first trip through the league. They're undefeated heading into this week. Uh, it really seems like even though there's a point, this team still believes
1: they're only scratching the surface of what they can become. Yeah, you know, I meant to bring it up earlier when we were doing takeaways. Kayla Cooper won Player of the Week. Um, you know that should be like an award that she was just going to win all year, um, but obviously she had you know health uh, you know concerns that kept her off the court for you know a good chunk of the early part of the season. So I mean that's kind of one of those examples of this team getting right. The thing with this game that I'm interested in is, you know, UAlbany is undefeated in league play and they are the defending champ. Um, they beat Maine in last year's final. They lost both times to them last regular season. Maine is a team, is a program that, with you know, during Colleen Mullen's tenure as coach, they have they have pretty much owned UAlbany. Um, that is how that has gone. They beat them one time. It was a big game last March. It meant a lot. I think that, to some degree, this is a, this is kind of a prove-it game for you, Albany, to, to the degree that it can be at this time of the year, to show we didn't just beat you once, we're going to beat you again, we're going to beat you on your home floor, and we're going to set the tone for what the rest of the season is like.
0: Yeah, is this the proof that, oh, we win this game, the mental block that seemed to exist is, is finally might finally be lifted, especially because a win here... Doesn't guarantee, but puts a very good chance that now the road to the America East Championship has to come through, we would say Albany, but Hudson Valley Community College. Comes through Troy. Comes through, comes through, comes through through,
2: Troy. It does. And then, uh, and I know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I know we did uh, address it in the weed this week. Um, No matter what happens, then they've got to face Vermont the following Saturday. And uh, that's the team that beat Maine. And, uh, and it's one that has not escaped, uh, Colleen Mullen's eye. She worried about them the first time they played extremely well, but even in her post game remarks, she's, she's still got her eye on Vermont. So it, this is going to be a defining stretch, as you said. Yeah, it's very,
0: uh, interesting to hear so kind of some almost contrasting, uh, ideas coming out of both Colleen Mullins. uh, Words and and in and in some of the players that they're they're convinced to, to keep an underdog mentality, but they've also said our goal is to go eighteen and zero. Our goal is to go undefeated in this league. It's hard to consider yourself an an underdog when your goal is also we don't want to lose a single. <laughs> we don't I don't think we're going to uh, lose
1: a single game. I, I confronted Colleen Mullen before the season about this that you know you, you don't get to do this underdog stuff if you're the defending league champion and you're picked to win the league. And uh, she generally brushed that off and she said that.
0: Alright, big week
1: of action ahead. We will be talking
0: about most of those games again next week as we get into as we finally get towards February, we'll be back to wrap things up in just a second.
1: So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy. He's less stressed and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health too.
0: Participating in New York high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message
1: presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Adam Schinder, Michael Kelly, Will Springstead back here to wrap up the show. And guys, before we get going, the last thing we want to talk about each week, a quick prediction. When
2: we come back next week, what is the biggest thing we're going to be talking about? Well, I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit and say how the Siena men played against Marist after Iona. If you win Friday... How do you follow that up if you lose Friday? How did you follow that up? And, and I think maybe uh, one of the things that we understandably didn't pay a lot of attention to is, oh, yeah, you have a Sunday game against a rival. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how they do it. And I think it will speak to what we can expect from the Siena men's team.
1: You know, I kinda, I, I'll go with the UAlbany women. And it's depending on how that game Saturday at Maine goes is we start talking about what is kind of the, the realistic, you know, goal, expectation for this team? We kind of got off that path earlier this year because of all the injuries the team had. If they win this game Saturday, if they lose it, I think we then have to start looking at, well, how does this league really shake out? If they win this game Saturday, I think we, you know, we really start thinking about what could the seed look like for this team come March um, are they, you know, in a position to, you know, to get something high enough where maybe they could really threaten to win a game? Um, is that undefeated league season, you know, is that what we're looking at? I, I think that's where for the U Albany women we are at after Saturday.
0: And I'll finish up with I'd say we're gonna be looking at the U Albany men. Their game at Maine on Saturday is gonna go a long way towards us saying, is this team in serious, serious trouble of not making the America East tournament, or do
1: things look a little safer and can they finally like two consistent games back to back. I think with that too, you know, we're going to be talking about that. And also what type of shape is this program in? If they are going to be in last place in the American East and not playing in the Americas tournament, you know, they hired Dwayne Killings to get back to the NCAA tournament. Um, it was, it was supposed to be a given that they play in the conference playoffs um, so I, I think that that becomes you know something to talk about if that becomes the scenario that we're in next week. Absolutely, thanks, guys. This is uh, joining us for
0: episode one of uh, the, the pilot episode, as it were. We'll be back next week. We hope we hope it'll kick us off the uh, off the internet waves as we get ready for the second half of conference play for all of these teams. It's the Daily Gazette podcast. Our producer is Ken Schott. For Michael Kelly and Wings, Will Springstead. I'm Adam Schindler. Thank you for joining us. The views expressed on The Weave are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Weave is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.